0: Welcome to a new episode of A Fire Inside Out. I'm your host, Ben Hansen, joined by the old-timey Jeff Cork over there. Hello. How you doing, man? Doing so good. You don't look ragged. You don't look tired. You look fresh as a little baby wearing a bonnet. <laughs> like
1: Old Man New Year? or Not Baby New Year, isn't it? Old Man. Old Man
0: Time. Right. And then he, like, spanks the bottom of Baby New Year. This is
1: great stuff. So, Speaking of burials. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is the last AFI album we're going to cover but not the last episode of this podcast to be clear to be quite clear because we're going to start um republishing old twilight highlight zones in this feed because <laughs> this, this feed this now feed? has
0: more subscribers than our old twilight zone podcast yeah uh no but there are going to be many more episodes after this we'll get to that at the end of the episode i think oh, i apologize no that's really fine but for this one we're going to be covering burials yes AFI's ninth album released october 22nd
1: 2013 not a halloween band the timing is just a coincidence.
0: We regret that the timing works out this way.
1: 2013. So I would have known you when this album came out.
0: We probably sat next to each other at work on and, the day this album came out and just never acknowledged what a magical day it was for the music industry. And you were listening industry. to it.
1: Right. And I thought you were probably listening to some Loveline episode on your podcasting <sighs> network. I actually kind
0: of double up. I just yeah. play uh, old AFI under old Line episodes and uh, pretend that I'm 20 again. Ah. <sighs> glorious yeah. <laughs> but uh this was released on republic records never heard of them never heard of them but hey they're doing talk to me doing the god's work they jump all over the place uh it was produced by gil norton who mm-hmm. you should have heard of do you know gil norton by name no all right you know him by heart because he's produced a ton of pixie's albums Oh, but he produced I, like a do
1: little I'm and stuff disappointed like that. myself.
0: It's all right. It's a yeah. producer. No one cares about producer. Well,
1: apparently you care enough to call him out.
0: <laughs> oh, I just think you it's interesting. Like this guy's pedigree. This. Well, look, I think it's very important. It's, uh, it's very important to me. <laughs> uh, but uh, he also released the Foo Fighters color in the shape. Uh, so pretty solid track record for this Gil Norton guy. Yeah. Um, but Barry little bit of background here is recorded in six weeks apparently really the shortest recording session since their 90s work um and they went in knowing exactly the 13 songs that were going to be on the album the order and everything Ooh. went in there recorded it got the hell out no bonus songs this time around
1: no do you think there's any kind of special significance to the number of tracks on the album
0: i mean you talk about it not being a halloween band and lord knows it's not but it's the most halloweeny this band's been in a while <laughs> most with the release, halloween-y. <laughs> the, the release of burials here it's a yeah and we don't want to tip our hand, but it's a dark
1: album. Spooky 13 song. <laughs> Reverse that. October 31st.
2: Mm,
0: perfect. Halloween day. There we go, man. So you said uh, before this podcast that you want to talk a little bit more about Crash Love.
1: Yeah, I just wanted to just. I've listened to that album several times since the last podcast, and I continue
0: to enjoy it. Since like starting listening to Barrels, you went back to Crash Love. Mm-hmm. What stood out in contrast there?
1: um well it's interesting because we've been talking you get some like someone tweeted at us that um and it's something i would never even thought about before and it made, completely made sense is that oh yeah crash love is just like a summer album or as yeah. close to that as afi would get and it's the weird thing about doing this podcast is that i we talk about when the album comes out but it that part of it never really sticks to me mm-hmm. you know what i mean so i just they're just kind of these things floating and the current time period right so i never think about oh yeah this would have been like a summer album and just that one certainly has a summery feel to it and yeah. it's really fun just to like listen to it while i cook
0: and just turn the heat up in your house turn the heat up lock on the, the house. doors
1: yep i basically um just put macaroni on the saucepan no water or anything and just started a little kitchen fire yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but uh on that note talking about like the summer album i don't think we talked about it in the last episode about crash love but Crash Love also has like the perfect cover, yeah. Just like a cool little heart in all yellow. And on a related note, then Burials also like perfectly encapsulates the sound of this album. <laughs> yeah. With just a big old black square with a eclipsey type looking thing on it. Uh huh. Very minimalist, very dark. Whereas Crash Love is almost minimalist in its positivity.
1: So do you think the the physical release would have had to have had the parental advisory? marking on it right there's a, there's a big like f-bomb buy, right and then that would look terrible on this album cover wouldn't you say
0: well if it's all monochromatic anyway does it really i think it would look all right i think
1: it would look like garbage <laughs> but we should uh, we should
0: take a uh, chance to like get a good timestamp of what's going on here okay in the world of afi
1: okay um it's october 22nd yeah 2013 you got
0: it man so i, I looked at a lot of interviews with Davey around this time and uh, it's interesting because a lot of people were talking to him about Book of Mormon. In multiple interviews, Book of Mormon came up because he played the main character in American Idiot on Broadway for a while. Oh, yeah. Green Day's American Idiot. Who's so, the main
1: character? Was he? I Billy? He, I, I think. He
0: was Billy from Suburbia. I assume that's the main character. Yeah. I didn't see the play. Okay. But, so a lot of people were asking about Book of Mormon and he it was just fun to hear him in interviews praising, uh, you know, Matt and Trey from South Park fame and talking about mm-hmm. oh, how it's one of his favorite musicals ever yada 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 and then also there's a great interview that I found with him talking about video games which is something that what? comes up a lot on this podcast I don't know I think it was like a weird small video game site asked him about video games and okay. he talked about
1: like you're always in rock band
0: yeah exactly okay. well they didn't bring that up but that's an interesting angle that would be fun to bring up with somebody from AFI at some point but um, he talked about like oh I played Pac-Man back in the day Food Fight big Hubert fan oh Food Fight yeah, but he said like his grandpa used to bring him to Chuck E. Cheese all the time, and he would just go and play all these games. And he said he stayed current with games up until Echo the Dolphin. Weird. <laughs> I never expected to hear Davey Havoc say the name Echo the
1: Dolphin, but it was fun. I wonder if he beat it and saw that terrifying final Alien Queen boss.
0: What do you actually? I mean, there are all these dark love songs throughout this album. They're all about the Vortex Queen
1: specifically. <laughs> Is it all about the Vortex yeah, she's queen? the one that broke his goddamn heart. Yep. I always come back to you <laughs> after putting this cheat code.
0: But uh building up to the release of Burials on the official YouTube channel, they had yes. like a bunch of really well done artsy fartsy black and white videos, like a minute or so long, um, where it's just kind of like
1: figures. It's like a December Underground kind of thing going on, like where they
0: well, it's like Sing the Sorrow. Like it's oh, like the basically Wars. the same idea as okay. that clandestine video. Yeah, 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 yeah. Except a much subtler better shot uh version of it where it's not a storyline it's just cool yeah. great looking teases that are all this black and white feel and one of them that's really great is like davy wearing this uh jacket with like a cross upside down on it and he's walking down a hallway mm-hmm. and then like he goes through this door and the rest of the band sitting there yeah and then they all get up and ready to play and it's like <gasps> and then it like
1: cuts right before
0: they it, like, starts. Oh. it's the ultimate tease I
1: really should watch those, huh?
0: Yeah, you should. Go back and watch yes, them. Also... Here,
1: pretend that we just made a cut, and I want. Oh, man. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, he was... That jacket was just as you described it.
0: But I felt bad that I didn't check out this YouTube channel earlier. It seems like a huge oversight on my research part, because it also uh, chronicled the entire release of Crash Love, and Oops. a lot of people were tweeting me about how we didn't talk about the Begin Transmission contest, and now I understand everybody's talking about, and okay, I'm sorry I was this. checked out, but Begin Begin Transmission was like a fan contest where people would submit videos and then the winners of this contest would get to go record backup vocals uh with afi for crash love really but it's the video of them recording it is really fun like everyone's in a great mood obviously and Davey's just in super super nice mode and he's kind of walking them through like okay you sing here then you don't sing here yeah let's all see how how it goes like all right now just this part afi is just gonna sing to give you like the rhythm of how it's gonna sound uh but it's really fun to go back and watch like it's not exactly a hard-hitting documentary in the creation of Crash Love, but it's the most insight that I've had into
1: that, I suppose. Well, it's, it's really funny. Like again and again, I there was that video that of, from TMZ of them like, "Hey, there's Davey Havoc from AFI. Let's ask him about Kanye West complaining about not getting enough uh, Grammy nominations." Yeah, and then just Mr. Havoc has such a like, "Ah shucks" attitude toward everything right and he's like taking the time to talk to someone rather than just going oh
0: brother he's I'm a nice
1: guy gonna go inside and eat my beans or whatever <laughs> i vegans do
0: but uh also on that youtube channel or actually no it was on uh like vivo or something they had um, the making of for the music videos off of crash love mm-hmm. sorry for the burials episode we're talking so much about <laughs> crash love what we like crash love yeah um and just the recurring theme to that again is just how humble the band is and just nice and like Watching those making ofs, which again aren't the deepest dives, but like around like five minutes each. Mm-hmm. Um, it just drives home so clearly that like the band acknowledges that it is a very silly premise. Cause you remember like they go in and like murder everybody with the poison in yeah, the party and, it, and it stuff has, like that. It
1: basically, it says poison in Latin. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> like they seem very self aware about how silly it is. And it's like, you just get the vibe like, Oh, we just like
1: making, making pretend, having a good time here. I really wish that we had seen those before we were so mean about those (laughs) (laughs) uh hunter has a
0: good joke where they're like he's talking about what a beautiful mansion that they're filming in and what a famous mansion it is and he's like uh actually it's a really famous mansion in hollywood uh lone ranger was actually shot here it was tragic but uh we're gonna film here anyway and then waited for adam with the drum kit in the background to get the little hi-hat um but that is all background nonsense and we should refocus on burials let's
1: all dressed in black what do you do for a burial i don't know about this crap how uh how would you describe this album this album kind of feels like a breakup album If we're gonna characterize things okay at, least at the very beginning um there's a lot of Fuck you songs <laughs> <laughs> right out of the gate yeah and then probably about two-thirds of the way through it kind of turns it becomes more hopeful and optimistic in a, in a like way like you got a text from her again
0: Kind of. I would love to find out what the hell happened to Davy Havoc specifically between Crash Love and Burials. Because it takes such it a. Couldn't have been great. It, it had. Like, if it's just a coincidence or like there's no actual logic behind it, like, oh, no, I was in the same mood as I always was. Uh, it's just this came out of me this time. Like, that would be incredibly disappointing. Something. Clearly, there must have been a breakup. There must have been something dark fueling this. But he actually talks a bit about it uh, in an interview where he says. That uh, it's an interesting interview where he talks about how he's worried about the darkness angle for the music kind of being trite and cliche. Mm -hmm. Um, he says that he would love to write something different for AFI, but every time he sits down to write, like this is all that he finds within him are these kinds of lyrics. Really? So again, he's very self-aware of the whole thing. He's like, "Yeah, I know it's. We don't want to just be the goth band, but like this is this is what I want to write. This is what flows through my pen. What are you gonna do?" Yeah. Also describing the album, he describes it as a far, far less straightforward than what we did on the last record, which, much like every record we create, was a result of a natural growth, a natural indication of where we are as songwriters right now. Um, he says it's a more personal record for him and that it's ultimately about silence.
1: Burials is? Yeah. Which hmm. is a
0: weird thing to say for an album that's like so rich
1: Yeah. Uh, musically, but... It's a really dense album, too.
0: It really is. I mean, obviously, he's not talking literal science or Gil silence. Gil Norton, or. one of
1: my favorite producers of all time... He knows how they get, get that a, rich an sound outstanding in there. Job.
0: Like Doolittle, what a layered album. Oh, my Lord, the uh, drum sound on that. <laughs> but then in the interview, Davey also talks about how uh, the secret to success with AFI is uh, a monkey's paw that they found on the side of the road. No, it's uh, that there is no sound. <laughs> there is no iconic sound for AFI. And that's if, once you get that in your head, everything else is easier. Like You don't have to try and wrap your mind around what's going on here. It's just, yeah, AFI doesn't have a sound, so every album is going to be different. What are you going to do? Just shrug but the best interview even though it's pretty crude that i found in this bunch from this era is what i love musicians to do and like there's an old playboy interview with uh, john lennon doing this breaking out a bunch of beatles songs yeah. but in this interview it's a video interview where davy just goes track by track and burials oh, awesome. uh, and he only has like a couple sentences about each song mm-hmm. but it's still valuable so we'll be layering those in as we eventually go through this entire album Excellent, cool. Well, should we kick things off? Yeah, sinking night.
1: Not a Halloween band, as I as I like to say. Constantly. Uh, ad nauseum.
0: <laughs> let's just let's listen to like the first sounds of burials here.
1: It almost sounds racing? like a bell. The, the it's bell-esque. Guitar.
0: There's no doubt.
1: Bell-esque. Okay. Uh, are you on board so far? I'm totally on board. All
2: right, from both of my hands.
1: All right let's just stop it right there. <laughs> okay, the next line, though, is my favorite because oh, yeah? it sums up, I think, uh, like older, petulant Sir Davey Havoc. Okay, right, here we raises. go. We'll listen to it. Here. Okay. Mistaken for sand. That right there, he's like, the gold in my palm was mistaken for sand, which is kind of like, yet again, like, you idiots can't see the treasure that I'm holding. I'm <laughs> oh, so I much see. better.
0: Going back to definitely a theme from the first yeah. couple albums in particular. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I could totally see it. I was, uh, I was driving around with a friend while listening to this album, and I was like, oh, I really need to listen to Burials some more from AFI. Do you mind if I put this song on? And so... <laughs> Started with this song and like the opening line of blackness drops down from both of my hands. She's like, Nope. <laughs> I am not listening to this dark crap. This is terrible. What episode
1: of South Park is this from? <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Uh so it's a it is an overly dark start to this album. Like it, it is, it is for sure a dark album, but like this makes you brace for like just crows hanging themselves from rafters here (laughs) exactly (laughs) it's like really there's there's some there's some fun to be had on this album but the first song does not really hint at that yeah uh let's listen to where it kicks in here a little bit I think once it kicks in there, mm-hmm. uh, I'm alright with it. It's a really different sound for AFI, just slow and steady like that. But
1: yeah, this was like you mentioned driving. It's funny because I listened to this when I was driving. Also, I also mm-hmm. listened to it when I was mowing the lawn one day. So you know, whatever. But <laughs> it was like a, it was early in the morning, like very early. If It was dark and it was kind of rainy. Also, perfect. Yeah, I highly recommend dr- listening to Burials if it's dark and rainy. Or if you're at a burial. If you're at a burial or you're just wearing your dad's shorts mowing the lawn. It's pretty good for that, too. I think this is a mistake I've made with this
0: podcast too much
1: is like
0: for taking notes and whatnot. I'll listen to the album, have the lyrics up, pinned to the side of Mm. my computer, and I'll just take notes song by song, just focusing as much as I possibly can on the music. And I always think like every album's like, ah, it's all right. And then I listen to it in my car. And every time I start listening to my car. It's like, oh, no, I'm really into this song. I like it so much. Like, yeah. You need to have it just obviously with a better sound system and just not pay full attention to it, and I think it'll mm-hmm. soak in so much better. Oh, absolutely. but if, if you overly scrutinize any music, you'll just tear it apart and it won't seem fun.
1: I've only like pulled up lyrics for just a few songs, and mm-hmm. they've always been songs that I, up until that point, really liked. Yeah. And I just wanted to double check to make sure that I wasn't like, oh, this song is about eating pet dog or something like that. <laughs> maybe i don't like this song so much anymore you know but just don't want to, you know you want to double check right right naturally yeah for so sure. and but i i typically have just been listening like i'll listen to it my car a lot mm-hmm. and or, or just kind of in the background like that and then I, I find that that's been good for me but maybe i, I am not able to speak to lyrics maybe as well no, as that's are. fine that's
0: fine uh there was a part in the sinking night here is the first song uh around like the two minute mark where it reminds me of hanging garden the old mm. cover they did here. I think just having like that slow drum.
1: Yeah, uh, there's a lot of stuff on this album. We'll get to it too when, when those songs pop up. That is definitely very reminiscent of uh, the Cure.
0: Yes, there's a lot. Of, there's definitely a lot of Cure on this album. I have really haven't listened to a lot of the Cure though, so I need you to be my. My yeah. eyes and ears going through that
1: experience. Okay, I'll uh, I'll guide you as best I can.
0: But overall, just the sound of this album. I mean, Adam must have been thrilled. There's so many slower drumming songs. Mm-hmm. Hunter must have been thrilled. It's a super bass heavy album. Oh, absolutely. It's not. It's not the it's high not, flying Jeff Kresge from early on in AFI's yeah. career, but he is very prominent. Yeah, yeah. Um, should we move on to the next song? Let's do it. Uh, Davey describes "I Hope You Suffer" <laughs> as. The Bleakness and Unforgiving Nature of the Record as a Whole. That is a quick summary for I Hope is he You speaking
1: Suffer. speaking to the audience directly? Who you can think? say?
0: Who can say? Uh, let's jump into I Hope You Suffer and remind you about uh, the cool part where the piano kicks in. Ah. And now I can't
2: speak your name.
1: It's interesting that this song reminds me a lot of like downward spiral yes. era Nine Inch Nails, especially yes. that piano part reminds me of when, was it March of the Pigs? March, March of the of, Penguins? Mar- March of the Penguins, uh-huh. yes. Uh, when that uh, when that song kind of falls apart as Nine Inch Nails songs typically do. Right. Um, with like a piano part, and that reminded me a lot of I Hope You Suffer.
0: Yeah, no, I can definitely see it. Uh, here's the chorus kicking in then for I Hope You Suffer. Yeah! So you can see why such an upbeat song like this becomes the hit single
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: of Burials. Jesus it Was it Christ. the single? Uh, it is a single, yeah.
1: It's hilarious. The first time I heard this was for this podcast, and I did laugh when I realized what he was saying. I was like, oh, this is ridiculous. It, it's so silly. It's, it's so silly.
0: It's weird, because like we talk about how aggressive AFI used to be, but maybe it's just it was more buried before, but I feel like this song is so
1: rare in AFI's career where I just feel like it's mean. <laughs> it's really neat. <laughs> it's a super nasty album i think that yeah you're absolutely right
0: it just it stands out so much especially like having some glimpses of davy havoc's personality i was like he's a nice guy like yeah. how does that nice guy write a song where the refrain is i hope you suffer mm-hmm. uh again and again yeah and it just i don't know I, I started thinking more and more with this album about the importance of jade in the songwriting process because mm-hmm. we talked about it in the last episode of the episode before about how they kind of work where jade and davy kind of jade will kind of come up with some music davy will like come up with lyrics they'll then bring it to the rest of the band yada 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 but i gotta wonder like if jade's laying just musically a lot of i hope you suffer down mm-hmm. or just this album as a whole like not saying he's shoehorning davy but how much does that influence then davy's tone for the lyrics like you can't take the sound of this album and then make it about being in love for the first time. Right. You know, so, and I don't know how much of that is conveyed through Jade's initial ideas mm-hmm. of what it should sound like,
1: but... I hope you have a real nice summer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just like I summered.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a
0: simple F.U. spiteful song about somebody theoretically cheating. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, I opened my heart to you. You lied just to reach inside. Uh, You're intoxicated with the new yada 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 i think musically this song is really interesting i'm not crazy about the chorus just like we said it's a little bit too mean but outside of the chorus which i don't think sounds terrible no uh, i think it's a really interesting sounding song
1: yeah definitely uh let's listen to
0: the breakdown here
1: oh i like this part a lot I like that part a lot. Yeah? What yep. about it? It's just nice to have that kind of, uh, like his little ah chorus vocals yeah. in there too. You there's know? there's a nice surprising
0: to... amount of like woes that's sprinkled throughout this album. The ahs and woes. Yeah,
1: yeah, a lot of ahs and woes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, the the part that really stands out to me in this song, which we mentioned earlier, is, is coming up right about here. Just like
2: I, I fucking
0: It's weird to hear Davey Havoc swear again, isn't it? It
1: really tripped me up. God, I'm sure. I'm I, I, I heard it. I was like, I had that same reaction. i was like, oh, that's really like weird. And then I was like, wait, has he? No, he really laid off after.
0: I, I'm sure AFI fans can do f- the lyrics and we really should have figured it out. Uh, it's been a while, though. It, it seems feels like it. it's been a long time. Or maybe it's just kind of like the hostility and yeah. clarity of the chorus for this. where yeah. It makes it stand out so much more. Yeah. Did you watch the music video for this? no okay i don't know if you need to okay but let's go ahead and boot it up
1: and then we'll jump ahead to when you watch it
0: pretty low concept video for afi
1: slow motion and that jacket again just as you described (laughs) and he's got a matching pendant
0: yeah there's some fun shots of like like, jade before they really kick in Where he's kind of like holding his guitar by the neck or like not even strumming it at all but they still need those shots of jade because he's a cool looking guy yeah uh, black and white, like it fits the theme of the album really well, but mm-hmm. really, really simplistic. Probably their most simplistic music video
1: ever. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, but let's go
1: for it. Let's the, just go on the record. Yes.
0: Okay, there we go. But for like as pure and hatred filled of a song this is, like eh, not not bad. I guess it fits the theme pretty well. You don't need to fancy this up. What's it going to do? Just show a guy yelling at a lady?
1: Yeah. Maybe some sepia toad snuff film footage and like it's gonna go all nine inch nails
0: yeah might as well whatever all right should we move on to the next song
1: let's do it
0: a deep slow panic which in that uh great little video with Davey, he said he originally wanted to save the name a deep slow panic for a full album like he had it in his back pocket but he's like ah let's just go ahead and use it for this song yeah so it's clearly meaningful for him um what do you think of this song
1: i like it a lot it reminds me of something that kind of uh Crash Lovey. Okay. Like similar in tone. little Crash Lovey Dovey? A little Crash Lovey Dovey. Uh, should we listen to the chorus here? Yeah, may as well.
0: Horribly, guitar is so bizarre for AFI. Mm-hmm. There we go. I like the way his voice sounds uh, in the verses. I think it's a really nice mixture. Really, I think Davey on this album goes back to kind of that low octave that we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit before. But I think I think with this song in the verses, he really gets a nice note going there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, this song is probably the one that was the biggest grower for me. Like when I first heard it, I was like, "Meh, whatever." But as I I listened to the album more and more. This one has probably been like elevated the most yeah. of any other. Which yeah, was the biggest like shower? The, show. the biggest shower? Well, how? Well, when that song pops up, I will show you. <laughs> I, don't know, I like, like this so much. The
0: lyrics for this kind of make me laugh, and it's very juvenile, but I'll go along with it. Okay. Um. So the lyrics are: I collapsed to the floor. It promised it had missed me more and said, "True love is mine." I missed you. Did you miss me? Mm-hmm. going on and on i think talking about just obviously his panic and his anxiety mm-hmm. over this uh situation but it's funny if you think of it as all a love song about a floor and the floor <laughs> really wants to be reunited with <laughs> the David. floor
1: is asking hey did you miss me
0: and i'm taking it literally i'm going on the record saying this is a love song about a floor okay uh but let's listen to it a bit later on uh which gets some old-fashioned afi oohs and ahs in there yeah
1: this is really good cycles from A to O and back again
0: He does yeah it's a pretty I'm, cool effect i'm with you uh, i think this is a really solid song um yeah chorus, course little, a little poppier but i'm, I'm on
1: board yeah it, it's it got definitely the, that gil norton uh sound that we're all so uh indicative of his work or, you know <laughs> popped right. right up
0: move on to the next one no resurrection uh, a little background. This was one of the first songs written. Davey wrote it in Oakland, California, where he lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and he described it as having an unlikely anti-chorus, which we don't normally work with. What Do you know what an mean? anti-chorus is?
1: I have no idea what I don't is. know what it is either. Uh, but what was your take on No Resurrection? This one I, it was one that kind of hit me. There's a lot of songs about sleeping and dreaming in this album.
0: Sure. Let's, uh, let's jump into when the vocals kick in and No, no Resurrection. All right.
1: That's like classic AFI kind of call and response.
0: Yeah, and beyond that, it reminds me of kind of that era before Crash Love, which had more of that affected singing style, where mm-hmm. he's really pushing himself. that's like, ah," It's yeah. very December Underground-y mm-hmm. uh, during that part, which is like, oh, I guess they're returning to this, and also some other elements for December Underground, which I think we're going to talk about a little bit later. But maybe the anti-chorus is just referring to the fact that there's not like a definitive clear-cut chorus entry yeah like this part here is kind of the kick into the chorus but even then it's not like okay now the chorus has begun let's take a listen here Everything. Everything. <laughs> Kind of the return of more December Underground elements with the uh, Electronica mm-hmm. is getting back into this whole thing. I thought they purged that out of their system with side projects. Nope. And out December Underground, but no, 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 they're sticking with it here. Gil was uh, like,
1: I know what I like. Let's do some more of that. Do
0: you like that sound? Are you glad that they brought that back?
1: I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think that they do... I don't want to say they do a good job, but I mean... <laughs> but I pat think, on the back worthy effort. No, but I think that I like the degree with which they have electronic elements in there, you okay. know what I mean? It,
0: it, I it's can't... it's a measured amount in this album. It's, it's a good Yeah, version. it's not like
1: a complete, like, whoa, what is going on with these guys? Did they just discover electricity or something? You know, right. It's not right. like that.
0: Well, we'll get to that with the conductor later. Yeah, we will. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I like how much uh, on this album, I think this is a recurring theme, but obviously I'm a big fan of the background vocals and obviously... Lows oh, yeah, in the background. And this album here, especially later on in No Resurrection, really uh-huh. kicks it in.
1: Yeah, and there's just that one section where it's just basically background vocals. Yeah,
0: yeah. I
1: know we, we, we've talked about it. this before. When was the last time you saw them live? So would it have been in support of this album or that? No, no, no. Like, no. I think here. it was
0: last tour i saw i think it was december underground i don't okay. think i saw him on the crash love tour okay which makes me feel uh really really bad
1: yeah uh you blew it
0: this song ends on a weird note where it has like two weird blasts of echoey vocals kicking in there's a lot of echoes and stuff on this album in mm-hmm. general but right at the end it's really bizarre here
2: yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> sure there we go <laughs> throw it in there why not it's a uh, it's downright spooky so it, I don't think this is a bad song. I think I think it's fine. It's a little bit unassuming. doesn't really stand out to me too much. Yep. You're in the same camp? I'm exactly in the same camp. All right. How are you feeling about 17 Crimes, the this next one?
1: This was my shower. Uh, this is a real shower for this you, This was huh? the shower. This was one where as soon as it started, I was like, I'm totally in. And really? I love this song
0: all right well yeah let's let's, uh speaking of showing it gets to the chorus really really early yep one of the earliest choruses uh for the last couple albums for afi but let's just remind people what it sounds like here 17. I'm, in love,
1: I'm in love with poisoning. I mean, come on. <laughs> Who can't love I'm, it? Love it. All right. Uh, Fantastic base. So That's the whole
0: like... 17 crimes angle, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously they never say 17 years old, but it's a yeah. lot of 17 talk. Did you take this as being about uh, 17 year olds? Is that your being, interpretation of being it? Being
1: young, yeah.
0: Okay. You do not think it was some uh, I didn't like think it double was entendre like... metaphor or anything like that? You thought it was just-
1: No, uh, I didn't think like 37- 37 millimeter shrine or whatever was about people who are 37 years (laughs) old either and know numerology is a big thing for these guys
0: oh my god it's huge uh yeah i I think it's clearly the poppiest chorus on the album
1: yeah uh and and i think that when they do poppy uh i think it generally works pretty well for them once they go poppy you don't want them to stop you I don't want him to stop
0: <laughs> Uh, Cork. I hate to rock your world. What? But this is my least favorite song on the album. You're shitting me. Uh, no, I understand. I understand it's poppy and that I should get on board with it, but it's just AFI singing about seventeen-year-olds. It just it. I know it's superficial, but it just feels kind of like that Blank One Eighty Two thing where, you know, they're in their forties and still writing about it, like oh, love as a teenager. And I understand it's like a one-off thing for AFI, but it just I can't do it. I can't get into it i think it's a it's a fine little pop mm-hmm. song it,
1: I, I liked it so much in my notes i even drew a little heart
0: <laughs> the crash love heart know. around it uh well, a little background of the song uh davy said he knew it was the single immediately and that the song was written in 15 to 20 minutes flo- which is it
1: davy get your story <laughs> straight
0: <laughs> but that it flowed out of him uh really really naturally and that they finished and were like yep this is great here we go
1: yep i agree with him
0: all right it's It's clearly effective. Let's listen to the breakdown here towards the end. It also is a really short song. It flies right by. Yeah. Uh, So it's a quick breakdown coming up here.
2: I like
0: like the little breakdown. I like the little thing they got going on there all right mr uh mr research have you watched the video for this one no all right let's jump ahead there you go. all right what'd you think
1: so it reminded me of that way that super old afi video where the kids chase down the ice cream man
0: yeah but this time instead of ice cream it's just each other's tongues yeah that they're chasing down and that old man's trying to keep them away from it uh yeah it looks like a third season video that i agree it's the first instinct well you see like you know, color in an AFI video, which is yeah. a novelty. <laughs> There's, like, people running down the street. It's like, oh, well, shit. It's third yeah, season again, exactly. man. Exactly.
1: So they, they break into an abandoned house and just proceed to lick each other raw. Well, you remember glass. what it was like
0: to be 17.
1: So much licking and fruit eating. Oh, my God. And I remember I also uh, had X's drawn over my eyes. So, like, <laughs> when I would sleep, I look like a cartoon character that just got knocked out.
0: It's the most sexualized AFI video ever. I would
1: argue that anytime through David Havoc is on the screen screen. Uh,
0: so it's cutting between these 17 year olds probably like 23 year olds they're probably 20 I was looking at that too 23 (laughs) was
1: the number that I honestly landed on in my head it's like yeah that's 23
0: so between them and like a construction site uh, just going going to town on each
1: other and then they Put on wigs and, like, do a make-believe band of their own for a minute. Again, yeah, you remember what it's like. They're, oh, God. They're,
0: they're, they're the AFI cover band. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it jumps back and forth between kind of, like, a more desaturated, de-saturated AFI yeah. playing uh, playing the actual song, 17 yeah. Crimes.
1: And, and I have to say, like, we kind of glossed over it. I think that the song is about being young, but in a really parasitic way, too. Like, it's talking right. about, like, being seven, can we love, like, 17 again? And also, you know, the whole basically sucking away someone's youth... I think it's like a fascinating subject.
0: but Yeah, I agree. And this video definitely gets the sucking part right. Uh, so it starts out like, oh, this is so uplifting. But of course, things take a dark turn and they're screaming and it seems like there's some jealousy and it yeah. kind of gets like zombie-ish. What are you talking about? By the end, like they're making faces and they got like blood on their teeth and stuff. There's like quick shots of their faces. That's because
1: they threw like rocks through windows and the girl cut her finger and then got blood on her face. Yeah, but it was
0: more like... like they were clearly making scary faces at the camera and stuff like that.
1: Mugging. I'm not I saying they
0: turn into zombies. Okay, good. Yeah, there
1: was one of them a ghost? Oh, we'll, we'll get to time. that later. Certainly. Right.
0: But uh, yeah, and then at the end they all get like branded with a little heart, which looks like the Crash love heart, which is interesting for mm-hmm. a single off the Burials album.
1: Yeah. Well, what do you do with Burials? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you look at an eclipse? ask good questions here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Next song is the Conductor. Yes. What what's your what's your raw take on the Conductor here?
1: This is a very powerful song mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So you're saying
0: all aboard then?
1: Toot toot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did you enjoy the song?
1: Yeah, I liked it a lot. And I will say that it gave me a burst of energy I really needed when I was mowing the lawn. <laughs> it was <laughs> super helpful. But then you got sloppy, a it was bit just of like a hill. hitting
0: like a boost pad in a racing game.
1: I basically sprinted super fast and left little plastic uh, like scorch marks on the street <laughs> and. Had to walk back shamefully with my lawnmower. All
0: right. Well, let's listen to a little bit of
1: Conductor.
2: Just
0: right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. The voice and so many of the vocals on this album, it's so filtered and so distorted. Uh, its It's weird to hear AFI kind of go back to that sound.
1: Well, I, again, it's this classic Gil Norton. I don't know what, what else you expect. I mean, when
0: you get Gil Norton as a producer, you know that voice is going to get distorted. Yeah, he's
1: basically the fifth
0: AF-8. <laughs> but this this song also gets electronica just right out of the gate.
1: Oh, it's got the bam, bam, bam.
0: Yeah, yeah, right to it. Um, Here's, here's the chorus of the conductor here to refresh your memory.
2: And I'm your receiver.
0: lyrics of the song it's really just like a schoolhouse rock about electricity uh, <laughs> i think that's what's going on here it's three hundred thousand amps and i'm your warm receiver yeah i'm like okay we should get away from cool it's not great <laughs> uh there's a line in the song that i really like or at least it's very evocative where he mm-hmm. says bleed into black clouds and i will lick them clean yeah it's it's one of the strongest lyrical images from afi in a long while i think Yes, it is.
1: no mean feat either <laughs> bleed into a black cloud and then for him to be able to lick them clean he has access to some kind of blimp
0: do you think uh, they proposed this as a single and then Davey's like oh f- we probably have to film that for the music video let's not do it oh, i don't want to f- lick a cloud i don't even know what this means <laughs> pass <laughs> yeah but overall i really like this song actually i think it has a really solid interesting chorus yeah as much as the electricity metaphor kind of wears thin for me i yeah. think it sounds really good
1: yeah I, I i think that it's a pretty good song but and i'm not doing this just despite you for your your 17 crime uh-huh uh but this is one of my my kind of eh, whatever okay songs on the album
0: sure i don't think it stands out too much but I, I can see that i was hoping that would hurt you more but i take it back God, i'm gonna go bleed into a black cloud for a while <laughs> i'll look at it don't worry Thank you, Papa. Next song is Heart Stops. Yes. Speaking of ho-hum, Davey calls this one a standout track.
1: <laughs> Speaking of ho-hum. <whole>
0: <laughs> but uh, this song's really interesting because it kicks off and it almost feels like, I think it's the simplest musically mm-hmm. uh, of the entire album. It almost feels like it could be an acoustic song. Yeah. Um, but let's let's check out the chorus here. That echo always bothers me, but hang on, I want to show you this part.
2: Oh, my painful May your find you.
0: I'm sure there's a better comparison for what this uh, song sounds like, mm-hmm. but especially in the verses, it it sounds like Blink-182 or something to me, again, just to bring mm-hmm. that up for the second time.
1: The uh, drums remind me of that. Is it a Stone Temple Pilots Doe no Excuses song? Or is it Alice in Chains? Good know. God, how embarrassing is No, this? I don't this know it either, so you're still very impressive for what up. you're talking about. Um, I think that this song, mm-hmm. I love the song Up Until the Chorus, yeah, and then it turns into like a surprise too shy to scream kind of situation. like the chorus, But this I is fi- a
0: poppy song too. I, I I can get on board for this kind of pop song, I, more so than 17 Crimes. What bothers you about this kind of pop?
1: What bothers me about this is I think that the chorus is clunky and poppy like it seems like he's trying to cram too many words in huh like there's just like too many like too too many syllables in the one section uh in particular which is kind of like he's just you could tell he's like kind of racing with the meter to get okay. it all to fit
0: i wonder with this song in particular uh him kind of hitting that lower octave mm-hmm. when you'd think of that because remember that bothered you so much back in the day and i think this is where it stands out the most on the album yeah is him singing a little bit too deep That That doesn't bother me at all. No,
1: no, that doesn't. All right.
0: Uh, So here's the breakdown part, and this is really where I cannot get Blink Granada 2 out of my head. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yep. I like this part a lot, though. Oh, you do? Okay. See, I think this is where it succeeds by trying to keep things simple. But the other time, it's just like a bunch of like 10 pounds of stuff in a five pound sack.
0: Okay, too much jam over a little bit of bread, there as you go. Gerald Tolkien once said. Mm-hmm. I think that's how his name works. <laughs> I don't know, Troll King. Uh, I, I I like this song. I don't care what you say, Cork. I think, I, I think I like it's a it more too. effective pop song in my mind than Seventeen Crimes.
1: Really, I think you're wrong there, but I like the song all right. Right. In spite of the chorus.
0: Perfect. Uh, moving on to rewind. Mm-hmm. Next song. Uh, Davey describes it, saying moments of post-hardcore happened in the writing process, and it came out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, which is an interesting idea to me, thinking about like if I spend so much time writing the albums that yeah. their taste will fluctuate. So, like him talking about kind of like the ebb and flow of different genres within the writing process, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, yeah, for a while we got into post-hardcore. And so that kind of influenced a certain patch of the yeah. writing, even for one album. Um, and just
1: during the tour, you know, I would entertain the guys by doing a spot-on Robert Smith impersonation. <laughs> so that I'd bust that out here for a laugh, and I did, people liked it. Like, this is seriously like the most curious song on the album. It's more curious than the George. Curious.
0: Let's listen to the chorus here yeah. and the build up to it. Stay
2: away, as
0: a like that right there in particular. Yeah.
1: As yeah. show guitar riff there
0: <laughs> it's a little easter egg for fans <laughs> so what'd you think of this one
1: i like this song a lot I, I think it's even though like you're like okay that's really funny when you think about you know him just doing a robert smith impersonation mm-hmm. and I, I like the line you know make a circle out of salt knowing it was all your fault this is just like another oh yeah this is a totally breakup album
0: yeah it is and like he talks about in the song like haunting an ex- uh, as a ghost mm-hmm. metaphorically but again it's a, that classic silver and cold problem is Davey a ghost <laughs> by the way it turns out yes he is a ghost in that video everybody tweeted me that I was an idiot for not seeing like his hand went through some crap or something so yeah sorry about that but uh <laughs> i think this is the strongest chorus on the album yeah for me personally it is my favorite song Really? On the yeah. album yeah yeah i really i really like this one a lot it's like it manages to have a lot of fun energy behind it uh while still being a dark song uh but yeah. you wouldn't really know it i think like that's the key to burials with music i don't mind darkness as long as it's still fun to listen to and i think this yeah. song hits that note perfectly yeah for sure great well i'm glad we're both in agreement about that what did you think about uh the next song the embrace <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> the embrace what do you think of it
1: that's another hey this is an a song that i can totally see uh trent reznor Covering, okay, like yeah, as an homage to yeah, like AFI, yeah, and <laughs> they apparently like me. <laughs>
0: Here's the very beginning of the embrace. I mean, come on, yeah. Apparently, this song uh, they wrote it and they thought that they lost it what? forever, like they lost the tape or the recording or whatever, and then Jade found it later. Yeah, right, come on, listen. chunky, garbagey yeah. sound and bass in there. Yep. Uh, and I'm not
1: complaining when they they sound like Nine Inch Nails cuz I like that era of Nine Inch Nails a lot. Yeah? yeah.
0: Uh what do you think of the chorus here? Let me let me kick into it's it. It's really good. Correct it is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: again he's really into sleeping
0: yeah yeah so the overall just kind of electronic sound of this song like i i don't hate it in afi i feel Mm -hmm. like something we're gonna get into in a bonus episode Uh, black audio kind of satiates that for me so i was kind of glad in crash love when we're kind of like all right over and done with that era but it really really comes back hard with the industrial sound Mm -hmm. uh in this one but here's here's where it really kicks in with the with the electronica I just want to keep listening to that chorus. It's yeah. really good. It is a really strong song. Yep. Uh, believe it or not, this song lyrically is also about uh, saying f*** you to a former lover. <whistles> I don't know if you can wrap your mind around that one. Yeah. But this is probably my second favorite song of the album.
1: So you're saying The Embrace is somewhat ironically titled. Correct. More like a Tight Embrace of the Neck.
0: <laughs> hmm.
1: All
0: right, moving on to the next one, Wild. Uh, Davey says that this song reminded him of Primal Scream therapy. So it influenced him creatively that way. Okay. Unclear if he went through Primal Scream therapy or just using that as an analogy. Um, but it gets right into the drum machine intro here. Uh, let's just listen to the beginning because mm-hmm. I think it, it has an interesting sound right at the get go. fans of the earlier part of the podcast will notice uh davy's love of space invaders kind of slipping in there briefly uh during wild pew, here. Pew.
1: <laughs> what'd you think of this one i like this song a lot really yeah oh
0: wow you could go either way on this
1: yeah uh it, it's another one that has like a really strong cure vibe in okay mind. Um, is cure this electronic no 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 but i just i mean like uh it, this is song Jump in Someone Else's Train," I think is what it's called. Jump in it's my called... car? Yeah, maybe you can drive my car. Okay, I'd really love that beep 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 beep. Yeah,
0: and it so it sounds like, a lot it like that. Just have I maybe
1: mean, it's not like a note for note, you know, overlap or anything right, like that. But right. it's just like just kind of reminiscent of that in my mind. Okay, I like this song because it's just like super driving. There's like an urgency to it, and mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's really fun. It seems like they're having like a good time. I could see like this being like a turning point in a concert kind of. Yeah you are just like, okay, now we're doing something a little different, you know. It's a nice, especially from coming off of the Embrace, which is also another very powerful song. Mm-hmm. But this is just kind of like, all right, we're moving the album into a different direction now.
0: This is yeah, when they're just hitting all the keys on their <laughs> effects pedals and everything else like that,
1: and just moving their finger up and down the keyboard.
0: Correct. I, I mean, this is like this is the wackiest <laughs> AFI sounded in a long. It's kind like, of
1: like a novelty song for AFI.
0: It really is. Here's where it starts to get crazy.
1: i don't even know what's going on but <laughs> again i i think this is this would be super fun to see live i, I, I completely like agree i think
0: it's kind of a mess of a song in a way but i'm on board for just a weird electronic mess thrown in this mix like why the hell not yeah and I mean, then like it's not like it gets tamer as it goes on it only escalates uh here's, here's an example Some girl talk in here, I think. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. There we go. Yep.
1: And it's like the first oh.
0: It is. Uh that's number 18 it's for the crazy. grand total, if you're paying attention. Although we need to really uh hash this out because you
1: really need to go back to the girl stuff. There's been more than that, right?
0: No, we're at 18. Really? I'm feeling pretty confident. If uh. anybody can call my bluff, you can make a compilation and totally uh. do it. But here's debatable O. Okay. The signature O, as some wise men would call it. <laughs> uh, all right, listen to this. Tell me if we can count it. Okay. I'm leaning towards no.
1: All right, let's hear it. Oh, come on. Yeah. You would count that? I would
0: count it that. It doesn't seem quite high-pitched enough. All right, we'll count I'm it as number lenient. 19. Yeah, I would say. All right, O number 19 there. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. I, 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 this song strikes me as just a messy song. But why the hell not? Yeah. Um, like i I think overall, barriers was a really consistent album mm-hmm. in tone. But like, if you put this song next to the opening track, like the tone <laughs> that opening track sets, and like, oh, by the way, this is what we're getting to, everybody. This is the this is the road where
1: we're taking you down. It doesn't yeah.
0: really add up well. But why the hell not? Why not? All right, greater than eighty four. Next one. Uh.
1: You know what? I think that song could you could play it in Jabba's palace. <laughs> Why every, and everyone would be totally cool with it. <laughs>
0: it's just in a cantina, nobody and, would and bat a third a eye
1: way. or anything like that.
0: Uh, that's really the highest honor for a band. Is this is Jabba's palace
1: worthy? Really, Size noodles would shake those weird stick legs to this. Wait, bar. with
0: the with the weirdo. Uh, ladies sing it or the guy who's like the camera goes into his mouth in the special edition version then yeah okay i, I think so all the all the greatest singers Ma. uh so greater than 84 just to just to get this out of the way davey describes this as one of the more direct songs mm-hmm. on the album reminds him of mid-period 80s uh
1: say <laughs> around like 84 85 oh we're
0: getting to it he references a uh, husker do mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the saint paul band? band there we go minnesota's own um but the messed up part is in that interview, he swears that the content of the song had no relation to the title. And it must have been an unconscious coincidence.
1: What? How do you do that? What is he talking about? I don't know. He's I... saying that the song title is completely separate from them talking about...
0: The song's all about 1985, and the song is called Greater Than 84.
1: Oh, so I, I don't oh, know Davey. if
0: I'm insane, and I misheard what he was talking about in that interview, but you I watched must it again. Have misheard it. I would pray to God that I misheard it, but let's let's listen to the what chorus here. What a thing to say. For greater than eighty four. I think this is uh, like the purest love song on the album, mm-hmm. the, at least the most upbeat lyrically. But what'd you think of this one?
1: This is like a like just a nice reminder, like Guy Normal is really good at what he does, like yeah? for real. Like I think this is a really solid um, song for drums. Okay, a lot of like interesting fills, mm-hmm. and, um, and especially if you listen to just over the years, the, he really goes straight forward. Like, I'm being completely serious. What do you mean he goes straight forward? Like no, he quality? rarely rarely goes straight forward. Like, he's always oh, doing I something see. super crazy and weird. Huh. Yeah, no, I, Yeah, I can definitely like a, see that. That's um, why it's tough to remember some older songs. I have to say, I like the song a lot, even though the line, you won't read it in the papers, I find that, like, really <laughs> silly. I have a, Like, it makes me kind of cringe a little well, bit. Well, they're talking about 1985, man. Well, what, where else would you read it if not in the paper back then? It's not like you're cruising around on... Even computer, you know I mean, it's like. But anyway, no, I just like you won't read it in the papers as kind of a weird, yeah. silly, silly line. But also, I like the song a lot. It's, it's
0: silly to think that, uh, you know, Davey's saying, oh, the feature's here." It's 1985, and Davey Havoc was 10 years old in 1985. But <laughs> yeah. obviously, he loves so much 80s music, and I'm sure 80s media in general, like, yeah, man, you got to go along with it. It's a little time oh, travel yeah. song. It's
1: super optimistic. Um, I like the, the vocals and the chorus. I, I just, I just think this is a really good song.
0: Oh, good. There yeah. we go. Um, What were you doing
1: in 1985? Oh, gosh.
0: Let's see. I would have been... I think part of me was a blood cell in my father's elbow at that point before I became a sperm. Yeah. Is that how that works?
1: Yeah. But the weird thing is that you would have been in your mom's ovary the moment she was born. Is that true? Because, yeah, you're born with all your eggs. Wait, babies have eggs? Yeah. Are you kidding me? Human... Yeah, like... Well, you have a little baby girl. She has all her eggs that she will have. That's disgusting. It's horrible.
0: Oh, I just imagine like, uh, like so tadpole eggs like yeah, swimming around in a baby's stomach. Yeah. Now, is it, that what it
1: looks like? Your mom was toddling along saying "goo goo gaga," and little baby Ben was in there.
0: Speaking of being dead, mm. um, it's a simple thought, and like I've thought this a million
1: times before. Will I read this in the papers?
0: You're gonna read it in the papers. But uh, Pete Holmes's podcast, the uh, comedian. Uh, it's like uh, you you made it weird. Yeah, I really really like it's just long form interviews with comedians, mm-hmm. um, and other people that he knows. But he he gets it right out of the way. Like all he talks about is like drugs a little yeah. bit, and then mainly sex and God. Yeah, it's like well, those last two at least are things that like I will always listen to anybody talk about that. Yeah, but he had God, I think it was Martin Short on, and he's like, hey, what happens when you die? Mm-hmm. And uh and martin short's like oh i mean where were you during the renaissance yeah it's like oh yeah that's that's the most comforting thing <laughs> i could possibly hear about death it's like oh yeah it's right i don't need to worry about that <laughs> who gives a shit if yeah i wasn't alive then won't be alive again anyways
1: can I have your body absolutely perfect
0: yeah have at it all right um but let's uh jump into the end of greater than 84 because I, I like the breakdown here yes. and there's a special treat at the end like a cherry on top of a sundae got hours.
2: We hold my hand as we count down the hours. The hours standing beneath the meteor showers.
1: there you go. There we go. It's an even go. 20 yeah. for Os. It's delicious
0: that's gonna do it for all the mainline albums of afi at least uh as far as the o's go really yep Nice. as, even as far 20. as i can as far as i can track yeah. i could be wrong everybody right. prove me wrong all right uh, i was a little bit more meh overall greater than 84 i think i think it's fine yeah uh, it doesn't, doesn't really strike me one way or the other but uh next song is called anxious which mm-hmm. is a song that Davey said almost didn't make the cut Really? Uh, for the album yeah. Then they're like We
1: gotta have 13 Because it's the spookiest Come number Okay, guys Let's get spooky <laughs> Alright here's spooky. Here's the chorus of Anxious <laughs>
0: Cork, anxious. What do you think? What do you think about anxiety? It's
1: another one that grew on me a little bit. Yes. At first, I was kind of like, eh. You know, you could kind of, could kind of feel like, oh, okay, this album is winding down. You kind of get that sense when you're hearing like something for the first time, mm-hmm. even, you know what I mean? You can kind of go, okay, here's what's going on. I thought, <laughs> okay, I thought, oh, this has got to be the last song. That's what's happening. Yeah. But it wasn't. There's still one more song remaining. But it just kind of had that whole, like... All right, here we go. Kind of glancing at our watches a little bit here. But um, but it did grow on me after a while.
0: Yeah, I'm completely with you. Like, I heard it, Uh, I mean, ultimately, realistically, the first time really listening to this album. And I was like, oh, I feel like I've heard this song like four times on the album already. It doesn't really yeah. stand out. But the more you listen to it, the more I really, really enjoy this one. It's definitely one of my favorites on the album. Yeah. And it's another good example of the dark song that never rubs the darkness in your face. And it just feels like a good time. Mm-hmm. The chorus having so many lyrics about swinging now. Swing love now and choke what we've become and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> even though it's dark stuff, it still sounds positive. And they're saying yeah. the word swing in it, so how how dark can it be, right? Yeah, exactly. Great. Uh, let's, here's the here's the breakdown for anxious. Swing now will
1: you watch me?
0: Swing it now will you watch me? Turn it down, down it slowly.
2: Listen up, I'm still
0: watch me yeah you got it baby great all right moving on to the face beneath the waves the final track uh would you like davy's description or would you like to talk about your impressions or what do you want to do first? you know what i would like if
1: if i can pick please um, it's my special day um i would like to hear davy's thoughts and -hmm. then i would like to hear your thoughts oh my gosh and then i would like to weigh in because i feel like i've had to lead the charge all There's right a lot of pressure i totally get it yeah uh
0: i know you're in a full panic over there but uh this is one of davy's favorite tracks on the album mm-hmm. and from the writing period specifically and he wasn't sure he was going to make the record and it represents a side that he doesn't think afi gets to show too much which really got my mind spinning but like what is that side do you think uh yeah, um, what is that side i mean my impression of the song is i think it's i think it's a really cool final song mm-hmm. uh, i like that it's it's right. long it's you know over five minutes long it's a beefy song and it's just it's so thick and heavy and slow and yeah. full uh and i i hope that's what davey is talking about yeah uh when he talks about how he doesn't really get to show this side but it's it's a lot of production work that went into this track yeah and, Gil uh,
1: was turning all kinds of knobs
0: <laughs> so old Gil, turned the knobs here. for you
1: me move the slider over
0: all yeah. right uh you wanted to hear the chorus for this one i would love to
1: What do you think of Face Between the Waves? You didn't tell me what you thought.
0: I like it. No. I, I think it's an interesting final song. I, oh, I'm cool. A, I'm on board for it.
1: Cool observation. Glad we're winding down this analysis with <laughs> that meaty <laughs> introspection. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, I like it a lot, too. <laughs> I think it's a good song. No,
0: no. Come on. You enjoy it?
1: Yeah, I like think it's a really powerful closer. I think, uh, I think. I think they, kind of looking at AFI in general... Their last songs have always been like the most bombastic on albums. Typically, it's definitely like before they like to they be have striking
0: hit, with the first and final song. Yeah, then yeah. they have
1: like a hidden track or something, that, okay, whatever. But um, <laughs> but this is like it kind of follows in that that pattern. They I think they always have pretty good strong closers in that one. Yeah, this is another one.
0: Yeah, this one it it's interesting. It's not it's not the stripped down version from you know the Black Sails Art of Drowning era for the mm-hmm. final track. Um. But it's it's a it's a new sound for a final track that yeah. I really appreciate. Uh, I really like the way that after the breakdown here, it kind of kicks back into the chorus. But let's just listen to that tail end.
2: You
0: Again, the the distortion on the vocals and kind of they sound so like distant Mm -hmm. throughout this entire track i guess album in general but especially this track it just sounds like the layers removed um it's an interesting take on it yeah the thing that really stands out uh on this album or not on this album but on this final song is at the end just like the bizarre way it sounds at the end here i'll play it just those bassy blasts mm-hmm. it reminds me and this is a deep cut so i apologize but in close encounters of the third kind mm-hmm. remember like the whole basically music battle communication yeah. spree at the end when they're all going nuts and then like the big one the alien ship just gets quiet and then it just blasts like dirt yeah, just like slowly blasts this bassy note before the doors open and the freaky long-legged guy
1: gets out yeah that was the his theme song
0: that's right. He insisted on it. But that's what the end of Face Me at the Waves and Burials in general reminds me of. Yeah. Is the alien ship cooling down at the end of Close Encounters. Yeah. That's it, man. Good stuff. That's Burials, baby.
1: So you only listened to this one, like you said, like once. Probably, I Probably. Yeah.
0: I think, I think it was a quick skim.
1: And it was just kind of like a... I,
0: I didn't buy it back then. Yeah. It wasn't until I was you know I had to buy it for this mm-hmm. uh, podcast. So I didn't have it in my arsenal. Yeah. So I really didn't give it much time back in the day.
1: So overall like your impressions are you hanging on to that receipt or are you chucking it you're gonna burn it bury it i'm gonna You'd... bury it i'm gonna awesome. bury it
0: hard cool reference. um should i say what i think of this album or do you want to okay. say first
1: i will say first yeah uh we're doing our 10 point scale that we've devised Correct. right i'm gonna give this one a nice solid eight i like this one a lot i think that i don't like it quite as much as is crash love mm-hmm. So i think um it's it's a really solid album but i think crash love kind of gets extra points for being like a lot more fun
0: <laughs> yeah it turns out i kind of like fun in my music
1: yeah. yeah like you know what i mean like i don't know that i'm going to be scrambling eggs and going you know what i really want to hear their face beneath the waves <laughs> right now you know
0: yeah no definitely i'm completely with you um yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. I'm going to give it like 7.5 yeah. if uh, if I can give it that score. That sounds great. Yeah, where it's like, it's I think it's a really powerful and really focused album. And mm-hmm. I love that a band that is constantly, you know, labeled as a dark band, as a gothic band. Like, I like that they, seems like pretty late on in their career where it's like, you know what, let's go all in and just make the one definitive dark album. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's what this is uh, compared to, you know, their overall direction for the future. As Davey says, there is no AFI sound. Yeah. Um. But I I like it. I'm always interested in having fun on albums, and I'm with you. Like, there, there's a couple fun tracks, and those are my mm-hmm. favorites. But overall, it's not the most fun or
1: communal. Yeah, and to be clear, um, I'm not looking for like a peppy organ, right, accompanying their music or anything like that. But. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, didn't someone tweet to like uh, basically like a snippet from an interview or like a like a Q and A where basically someone was asking, Hey, I, I think they were referencing burial saying like is this indicative of the direction that afi is going to be going oh i don't
0: think i saw that oh, do you know what they said
1: uh it was something like hey tonally is this like the darkness is this something that you guys are going to continue to pursue i'm i'm mm-hmm. probably butchering or misinterpreting and he was just like no
0: yeah so. I, I could totally see him shaking it up in the future and i gotta wonder like so after december underground came out they had black audio The side project and, you know, that kind of expunged the electronica out of Davy and Jade. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if they have the hardcore album Extremist, which is another side project we'll get into, Mm -hmm. um, that came out after this album. And I got to wonder, I know it's a completely different sound. One's hardcore, one's kind of industrial gothic. We wonder if that kind of got a little more of the hardcore
1: edge out of them
0: and how that's going to help shape their direction in the future.
1: Well, I wonder if Hunter's 24-hour party album... Is it, I hope that that doesn't extract all the funk. Lord knows we need more funk in AFI for sure. Yeah.
0: So what what's your perfect blend? What kind of AFI would you like to hear for the next album?
1: Um. Good grief! I wonder if they're going to bring old Gil back. That's my first question. <laughs> Fingers crossed on Gil. Fingers crossed. Gotta have him. Uh. It's so weird because the trajectory, like. With the luxury of listening to it all, it mm-hmm. everything kind of locks into place and it makes sense. Yeah. And I'm sure that once the next album is released and we listen to it and have time to absorb it and think about it, you go, okay, that's logical. But to call it ahead of time, I don't know that I even can, mm-hmm. you know, because it's been quite a while since Burials was released, right? Yeah. So who knows what kind of stuff, you know, the band members are listening to.
0: Well, let me let me give you a spoiler cork for how yeah. it's gonna go since we're now indoctrinated go. into the world of AFI after yeah. this long podcast journey. Yeah. We're gonna hear the new album. And you're we're... gonna listen to it, you're gonna go You're gonna go, Oh boy, I don't know about this. This isn't my AFI. This nope. isn't my AFI. And then like eight years down the road, mm-hmm. uh you're gonna record a podcast mm-hmm. about that album from twenty sixteen or whenever it comes out. Yeah. And then you're gonna be like, you know what? Listen to it a lot.
1: I'm oh, into it. I'm it really turns
0: into... out they know what they're doing. It's yeah. a pretty solid sound. Okay. So that's all I can guarantee that will happen when the new I album love comes it. out. Um, but I think it's time to just talk about the overall podcast, man. This is this is kind of the end of the video. You're doing that road. now? The main I work through all the albums at least. Not maybe yeah. a summary of the podcast
1: in general, but just okay, good. your take on Simply this journey. Prepared. Um it has been a lot of fun. Oh, good. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I would not give yourself all the credit.
0: I, I mean... should say that <laughs> Uh, we had that Twilight Zone podcast before this. And like yeah. there was like a there was a nerdy community around that that was really great. But with the AFI podcast, we get so many tweets. It's like every day we get AFI tweets, like, oh, you guys forgot to mention this, or like love yeah. the podcast, uh, wanted to see wanted to make sure you saw this video or saw this little nugget or kernel of information. Or like, did you hear this theory about yeah. this song? And like a lot of that I think comes from like the AFI headquarters news site, like AFI fans number one over there that like have been promoting our stuff, which is super, People super have been sweet of them.
1: Super nice about all this which is great
0: it's unbelievable it is some of the best feedback i've ever gotten in my career Mm -hmm. uh for my day job (laughs) (laughs) and it's it's so sweet to see all the constant communication and like people leaving comments where these podcasts are posted like breaking down each song what they think of it individually like it's a lot of calories burned on this Mm -hmm. and i appreciate that like i know we could always do more research and have more correct opinions but like the amount of calories that we're pouring into it on our side that like Seems like the internet is enjoying it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's very, been super fun. Sweet.
1: Yeah, definitely. And uh, I just think back to listening to, you know, the first album, and you were just like practically sparks rubbing off your hands. you were rubbing them together so tightly, like ah, just wait. You like I've got this secret where they're going. You don't know, <laughs> and now I know. It's like oh, okay, I can understand why when you start at the very beginning, it it's such a weird trajectory.
0: Yeah, isn't it? That's a uh, let's take a little trip down in here. oh let's do it <laughs> <laughs> sorry uh, yeah uh yeah i mean that's it's the big takeaway for me when i was thinking about man what, what did i learn about afi as a whole going through these albums with mm-hmm. this kind of mm, you know microscope and everything and like not to get blowhardy But I think it's a good lesson for me personally in just accepting change. Yeah. Like, like when I was younger and heard December Underground or Sing the Sorrow, hell, for the first time, I was like, nope, Mm -hmm. not on board for this. And I don't know if it's just a matter of age now in my own life, where I can look back on this and be like, yeah, change is fine. It's usually a good thing. Go along with it. Like you don't have to be angry about change.
1: Yeah. Because again, like we've talked about this before, like if they did not change, it would be kind of pathetic for those guys, (laughs) like as artists, to be having that same sound at the you know at the age they are mm-hmm. and i'm sure they would be completely bored. Oh, 100%. And if they weren't bored there's something fundamentally wrong with them. Absolutely. The, to, like to be singing about the same types of things and wearing short pants and <laughs> talking about the track team not accepting them
0: They're running out of cereals to rhyme with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when was the last time you changed as a person, Cork? Last
1: think? time I changed as a person? Yeah, you fundamentally changed as a person. Fundamentally changed as a person. Hmm. Probably when I had kids was probably... More yeah. than marriage? Yeah,
0: for sure. Yeah. Just because you feel like you had to change personally, or you just felt that much more responsibility so you had to get your shit together?
1: I don't know that that happened necessarily. <laughs> but just kind of... Uh, it, it's just weird because, like, selfishly, it's another way that you can kind of look at yourself and go like, oh, yeah, there's people that depend on me.
0: So, like, as you're sleeping in on a Sunday.
1: As I'm sleeping in a Sunday and they're like, Dad, bottom Sunday, Dad, we're hungry.
0: Do <laughs> <laughs> you think you're ever going to change? Is it kids that, like, the one big change in everybody's life and then just microscopic changes throughout
1: the rest of it? The changes will be, like, uh, going bald and getting fatter and teeth falling out. Yeah. That kind of change. Perfect.
0: All yeah, right. That's great. I feel I feel very much like I did when I was thirteen when I started this whole AFI journey. Yeah. I think like uh professionally since that has kicked in mm-hmm. career wise. I'm like a video producer. I don't think we ever really talk about it. Maybe we do. Um, but it's like I think that gave me an ounce of confidence. I was less of a nervous wreck yeah. all the time with everything. Uh and that's like that's the biggest change. It's like I think like feeling good about my work and like where I'm at career wise. Mm-hmm. It was the biggest change I think I've had ever in my life. Yeah. And the rest is like, ah, oh, it's still just spazzy 13-year-old. Yeah. That's about the end of it.
1: And I think, honestly, having kids also put it in perspective that, like, thinking back of growing up and everything, um, realizing that my parents were just making things up as they were going along in all seriousness, like rules or that they would come up with were largely arbitrary Mm -hmm. and then at that point they just had to be consistent and stay with them you know so you think about like like your job or you think like it's just a bunch of people who are kind of adults making stuff up so that's that's kind of a scary thing to think about like that when you'll be in a situation at work or something where some everything is going wrong and you're like when, when is a grown-up gonna come and fix this and you realize oh god I am one of these grown-ups supposedly
0: yeah. everyone's pretty stupid and everybody's pulling everything out of their ass Yes. and there's cracks in that, everybody's logic and everybody's uh theories for how the world works
1: everyone feels like a fraud if they're being completely honest so right, that's changed. right yeah, yeah. yeah burials <laughs>
0: <laughs> well i guess that kind of holds true for afi even like you know you want to see them when you're younger it's like oh this is the gospel man this is afi mm-hmm. and they know exactly what they're doing and i think the more you look into the music and the behind the scenes stories behind the music it's like They're just trying to wing it. Yeah. Things that they think sound good. Sorry, you guys aren't
1: on board for changes along the way. Yeah. And like any kind of misstep, it's like permanent record right there. Yeah. Like, you know what? I really like going this direction musically. And, you know, maybe like a year later, they're cringing. But it's like, we don't have them standing next to us saying, "Okay, let me let me explain. I can explain. You know, it's like at the time, mullets were really cool. Okay, you got to (laughs) understand. So when you look at this photograph of me. Put That in perspective is like we don't have that luxury, so we just have this album that you listen to. Mm-hmm. You're like, Wow, this song sucks! Ah, this one's pretty great, you know, whatever. But we weren't there when it happened when it was being recorded, right? And uh, any like I said, any, any kind of weird misstep or like miscalculation or maybe an experiment is there forever,
0: yeah, definitely. Speaking of there forever, uh, this podcast is going to go on forever, I yeah, so we were really bad with the Twilight Zone podcast, like once the journey ended. We're like, oh man, so many bonus episodes coming up! Can't wait. <laughs> I, we did, we did the Twilight Zone movie. Yep. Covered that.
1: Yep. We still have to do the Treehouse of Horror. Yeah,
0: we want to do the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror parodies. Yeah. Of Twilight Zone. That that should be fun. Um, yeah. But we are really bad about following up on that and continuing that journey. But I think with this podcast, we're going to be better about it. Yes. Uh, we have a lot of bonus episodes planned. Obviously, like we got to cover Black Audio. Mm-hmm. Got to cover Extremist. I'm super, super curious to dive into Extremist. I think that's going to be fascinating. Yeah. Oh God, I'm excited about that. Uh, I want to go back to Son of Sam a little bit, just for the Davy offshoot. I want to. I want to read Davy's book. Make that a whole episode. He's written a book. Yeah. Yep. What is it? Uh, it's like a memoir. Uh, no, I think it's a novel. Really? Mm-hmm. I want to say it's called like Pop Teens or something like that. What? Um, I could be completely wrong. I I don't know much about it. Um, and
1: Hunter's written a book too. R- yeah, and he's got another one in the works. Correct.
0: Yeah. There's there's plenty of AFI stuff on the way, and then I definitely want to get to soon uh, AFI and Loveline. I know we talked about it before, mm-hmm. but just because I love Loveline so much, and so if we could combine those two loves... That would burn a lot of calories, hey, right, Ben? Oh, my God. It'd uh-huh. be great. Uh, but we're also going to have interviews, special guests. We definitely want to get the AFI news headquarters folks over Skype. I think they'd be really fun to talk to some actual AFI experts instead of, I liked them when I was 13. Let's just jump <laughs> into it.
1: Wee, I listened to them when I was 40. Wee. forty one.
0: Uh, I would love to bring in some of my old friends that live in the cities to talk about some old times.
1: Okay, you, you guys will have fun with that one.
0: No, no, no. You're going to be there. You're going to be there for the whole journey. Really? But, oh, man. Absolutely. I could bring
1: my wife and she'll totally freeze in front of the microphone and you would be like, what a dud.
0: She's actually <laughs> been here this entire episode. <laughs> exactly. a dud of a wife over there. <laughs> a lovely lady. I love Tiff. Anyways, um, yeah. this podcast will continue next week. Yes. We're going to have an episode going up next Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you exactly what it is. Kind of want it to be a surprise Um, yeah feeling good about it
1: yeah how you feeling about it oh okay i realize what's going on (laughs) i i i i'm not i wasn't sure what our timeline was yeah supposed to be going up i feel great about that great yeah I'm, i'm so glad i think i think
0: it'll be interesting so stay tuned uh for next monday's episode of
1: a fire inside out yeah if you don't tune in next next episode it was all for not you weirdo completely agree
0: All right, but that's it for our recap of Burials and all the mainline AFI albums for now. Until next time, AFI.